0: Welcome to Candyman, a podcast where today we're not going to be talking about the 2021 reboot of Candyman by Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele, because this is actually a podcast about Sweet Tooth on Netflix, where we talk about each episode and we review a piece of candy. I'm Alex.
2: I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete. And this episode, we're going to be talking about, uh, this is a weird title, Weird Deer S Star Star T? What goes in the middle there? Weird Deer Shot?
2: yeah, well, we spit? don't know. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we can figure out over the course of the podcast. Um, weird deer shit is something that I grew up with as a country, uh country boy, a uh,
0: country bumpkin. bumpkin is what you yeah, want. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't say I, I didn't say bumpkin. bumpkin. I didn't you're, say you're bumpkin. country
2: bumpkin. Yeah. yeah, I'm no bumpkin. I'm yes. no bumpkin. Yes. Yes, you, you are, are. <laughs>
0: wearing like a torn bed data yeah. around yeah, your neck, exactly. neck right now. Yeah, With your, your some hat sort off to of the shirt.
3: side. <laughs> yeah, like a fucking poster <laughs> child for what a country bumpkin looks like. Right now we're recording
0: <laughs> this at ten twelve a.m. and you're already five beers in.
2: That's true. I'm I'm very cosmopolitan. Oh Look at the colander behind me. Oh very cosmopolitan. Oh, you <laughs> could, so,
3: as you're Mitch, we're holding a pitchfork, you could be
2: more country pumpkin. Oh you're man, I've bar, never
3: you're this in a bar. <laughs> yeah,
2: let me get all these hay seeds out of my mouth so I can talk <laughs> clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've never been got that quickly on a podcast with oh, you two <laughs> city a city time. bumpkins. <laughs>
0: So we are going to be talking about episode three of the first season of Sweet Tooth. If you haven't watched it, go watch it because we're going to get into spoilers. But the broad overview of this episode, a couple of different things happened. Gus and Jeopard head to market to try to get Gus on a train out to Red Rock so we can finally see Dave Matthews band. Things do not work out very well when they get captured by very much at the end of the episode by General Abbott's people who we find out a lot more about. This particular episode, however, they're rescued by the animal kids that got teased in the last episode. Meanwhile, over with Dr. Singh, he's getting back into the groove of being a doctor again. However, things are really thrown for a loop when they go to a Survivor's Day party. Somebody comes down with a stick and they wrap that dude up in Saran Wrap and burn down his house. (laughs)
2: I think so we all crazy. saw that coming. Yeah, absolutely. I've <laughs> been yeah. at one of those parties.
0: Pete, oh, you had quick- a barbecue this weekend. You said it went real bad. Is that what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar situation. Uh, before uh, we get too much further along, I just want to ask, this here box going to record my voice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
3: more I think about it, the more it's like, your teeth aren't right because you were raised on well water. Like, you couldn't be more country,
0: Bubba. My
2: teeth are beautiful. They're just uh, hollow, basically.
0: So, <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while when we record a podcast, and this is actually not a joke, your teeth literally fall. One. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If I may, one tooth would have fall out. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that you know, one is too many? That, that is 100%, 100% too many. <laughs> more
0: teeth than either me or Pete have lost, lost visibly on a podcast. Oh, yet.
2: Oh my God. Yet. So far. We'll oh see. We've been doing this for 15 years, and I'm the only if one it, with teeth falling out. Eventually, it's going to happen. <laughs>
0: Let's jump in and talk about this episode. Now, so far, we have been loving the show. I think I came out and said that I like the second episode even better than the first episode. So how are you feeling overall about the third one now that we're kind of settling into a groove here with this season? Justin? Uh,
2: I really like it. I think this one had – we feel like the the different stories we're telling sort of finding their spots. And I really liked the – Uh, Sing and uh, Ronnie going to a party and then uh, Jepperd and Gus going to sort of their version of a party. Like there was some mirroring there, which is nice. And the show's good. Like, and I, it's, again, there's a tension over this every moment in this show that is stressful in a way that makes it interesting. Like the Sing-Ronnie relationship, I feel like we're meant to be super invested in it. And there's bad shit coming. There's no way there's not something bad coming. So it's like, it's hard. And they treat it like it's a fun Almost rom com love story, and it's a post apocalyptic. Well, I don't know if it's a rom
0: com love story. I mean, there's certainly some light things going on there, but it's definitely, yeah, it's a tragic romance. I mean, we know, like you're saying, they're headed for some bad times. We just don't know when it's coming. And I think you mentioned this the last episode everything has this grim cloud floating over it the entire time, even when fun things are happening. Pete, what about you, though? Before we get too much into it, how'd you feel about this episode?
3: Well, first off, I am so happily wrong about my concerns about like uh, you know the live action and it not feeling as like artistic as the comic. the 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 beautiful shots and the, and the, and the way that they use the title card like in the shot uh, was really just. Fantastic! I'm loving the fact that they really took a lot of time when making this and, like, thought about it in a way that, like, you're in your laying down a comic. So I'm very much engrossed in this uh, world that they created uh, and took so much time to do so. So I'm very happy with the way this is, looks and the way that this feels. Very much feels like the comic book, even though I'm sure uh, there's going to be different twists and turns along the way. Uh, but, yeah, just... I'm having a blast with this show, even though there is this tension, uh, just because it's, uh, it feels like I'm, I'm getting to know the characters all over again.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I normally get very put off by an over-reliance in CGI landscapes and kind of zooming through everything. And there are things like the shot at the beginning when they zoom out of where the animal kids, or whatever we end up calling them, uh, They're live.
3: They're at the... Uh... Enchanted Forest Water Safari. I called it on the last episode. (laughs) I really don't think they are. Oh, it was clear. They zoomed out, and that's fucking Enchanted Forest Water Safari, where the fun never stops. Justin, back me up on this one.
2: Um, I'm sorry, Alex. Pete's right. This was 100% shot at Enchanted Forest Water Safari, the... Off-brand water park from yeah. upstate New York. That's right. <laughs> Great. Well,
0: that makes no sense with the geography of the show, but I'll go with you guys and believe you anyway. But and let me throw it out. There. Yes. Let me just
2: give you a little back, a little backstory, Alex. Um, uh, as someone who um, grew up um, eating pine cones, uh, as a country, <laughs> country boy. Um, let me tell you what Enchanted Forest is. It was a non-water park that was just like concrete. Uh, figures from fairy tales, and then they made it a water park. And then you, we would have to go walk through the the boring part before we could yes. go to the water slides. Exactly. And um, so it really, I think, that resonates a lot with this post apocalyptic world because we would walk through the part where the concrete hybrids running around and be like. We hate these hybrids. (laughs) Bring us to the water park. Mm -hmm. And then we would hit the water slides.
0: Yeah, I guess my point, though, was it doesn't look good. It's just (laughs) CGI landscape versus, to Pete's point, then every time I'm like, ah, man, I I don't like this, this... This looks kind of fakey to me. Then you get some beautiful shot like Gus and Jeopardy sitting on top of the bus with the sky in the background, which, again, I know that's almost definitely a green screen shot that they put together, but it looks so gorgeous. It doesn't matter. So if you're
2: fooled by exactly. the, the CGI, then it works.
0: Exactly. And I think they're using it. For the large majority of the time, really sparingly and really well to pump up what's going on with the characters, pump up what's going on with the scenes, and it's very nice. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad they're obviously it's a Netflix budget, so you know they were able to put a lot into it. They had elephants running the last episode; and they looked pretty good as well. Um, but for the most part, it seems
3: to put character first, and I think that's important for the longevity of a show. And, you know, I'm not a line producer or anything, and I don't know how CGI works, but can you imagine, like, the, sh- the shot of the forest, and then yeah. you got to get those white letters in between the trees? That's got to be a nightmare. Yeah. And just to mention, uh, for anybody who's confused, CGI stands for yeah. like Crazy Glued
0: Infants. Yeah, exactly. Just unfortunate. <laughs> you know, we we talked about, about it in the first episode. We did, video. yes. Uh, so that's what we're talking about there. Uh, let's... Talk about some spe- specific plot points. I think Sing is a good place to start because, yeah. like you mentioned, there's thematic resonances between the two halves of this show, between the two halves of the episode. But uh, it's a very contained story. Um, how are you feeling about Sing so far, and what's going on there? So
3: stressed. Yeah. I'm so
0: glad yeah. I'm stressed. Every it's time it's I stressful see
2: him. because, they, they, like I was saying with the romance, like he himself is also very likable, and I fear he's being put in this position where he has to do these bad deeds um to keep the the clinic going the um what's it called little little sheriff's clinic
0: yeah yeah i think i was wondering whether it was a convenience store or a restaurant i feel like it's supposed to be like a bob's big boy style restaurant i think that's 100
2: percent accurate um have you guys been to a bob's big boy because that was what we called a a five-star tasting
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i have not yeah, i like, like, let's, or...
2: let's go find the biggest boy and eat his food. Yeah, cracker barrel. Cracker barrel, cracker so, barrel yes. That's what I meant okay. to say, yeah. Would you say, would you call it, Pete? Country Big barrel. Country yeah. barrel. Isn't that the butter <laughs> or <laughs> the cheese? <laughs> now, who's the bumpkin? We go eat at the country barrel. <laughs>
0: the the off bread cracker barrel. <laughs> that
2: sounds terrible. What do we want to keep about cracker barrel? The barrel. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> call it the country barrel. Oh my gosh! Um, but anyway, what I was saying was he's. Uh, I I feel like we're gonna see his morality slip. I mean, the whole sequence at the party was super weird uh, in a great way. Um, but you see him when he's you know, his wife has the sick, and they're still going to this party. That's oh, like that that's so stressful.
3: Wild. That was just so stressful to like go there and, but they also did a great job. As soon as you see the host, you're like, "Oh, this he's got it." You could just tell by how sweaty and crazed he looks. So you're like, "Oh man,
2: this this host is is going down." But the the charades were so stressful, obviously, because oh. like it was the clues were
3: all. Great. I'm doing is looking at pinkies now. I can't stop looking at pinkies because of the show. Stop it! Oh, it's so crazy. The pinky attention that this show has is... <laughs> Pinkies you know, are popping. I,
0: I don't know. We talked about this a little bit the last episode, or at least I talked about this a little bit the last episode, uh, about how certain aspects uh, with the family and the visitor center really reflected what's going on with COVID, with the pandemic in real life. Uh, and I did some quick reading into it, and I they were very... I think they were only like two months into the writer's room, maybe even two weeks. I may have this wrong, but it was a very short period of time into the writer's room when the pandemic hit. They were shut down and they had to start doing everything over Zoom. So this episode and the Singh storyline in particular, though also a little bit with the Gus Jeppard storyline, it struck me again how this honestly feels like the best Pandemic show so far And what I mean by that Is not generally the idea of pandemic But literally the COVID pandemic Because something even like the party It feels like the sort of thing That people have been doing Where they're like, well, we're not sick It's fine, we can get together And then that moment towards the end When the pinkies start shaking Pinkies start popping And everybody throws on just like The thinnest cloths possible Even though that's not really going to do anything Again, that feels very of covid the whole uh, just the way everybody is reacting to everything also at the market as well doing uh, the scanners on the head all of those little touches and things i think it's possible those things just could have come out of a pandemic show anyway but they feel very resonant in the time of covid
2: yeah i feel like it's of covid but not like trying to make a point about it which is Mm -hmm. the difference i feel like so many shows that are touching on it are like look we are doing the COVID thing. And it's like, we, the last thing we need is to be told the COVID thing. Like we've all been told that whether or not, whatever's your status is with it, like everyone's heard it. So like this show, the way it's just part of the story, I think it does feel really good. And it allows us to sort of commiserate with it in a way, rather than being confronted with it.
3: Yeah. Uh, also while we're talking about the, uh, the, the things um, I think that uh if she ever finds out that he just named her Jane Doe and not like, you know, give her any kind of shout out at all. It's just it's kind of it's a
2: it's a little messed up. I think, Do you think you he know? doesn't know his wife's name? I think that <laughs> I think he's, he's trying like, to keep uh, her out Jane. Of it for
3: some reason. But, uh, you know, I, I you know, I feel like. It's not going to go well. She might as well get some credit or at least some acknowledgement. you know what I mean?
2: Well, you know, I don't think I think the idea is he doesn't want her in the uh, in the record because he's keeping his life, his wife alive using all this medicine. And it's dangerous because she may have been the person that gave it to Big Doug.
0: That's what I wanted to ask. Do you think this is their fault?
2: That's definitely the implication, or it could be their fault, which is...
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, the neighbor, if you look around the neighborhood, it looks like, you know, every place they've gone to, they've had to burn to the ground, so...
0: <laughs> just just yeah. one. Just uh, the Houston's or two? Are two? Yeah. There
2: were two houses burned down? Well, there's one burnt, and then the one they burnt oh, yes. on this okay. episode. Now, I have a question for you about that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think... Because they got the guy eating the, the pie... So yeah. on the way out the door, they're like, we're going to burn th- our friend. Yeah. He's like, let me grab a quick piece of pie. <laughs> right. And oh, you he think he
0: grabbed it on the way out, not he already had it and walked out.
2: I think he got the pie on the way out.
3: Oh, I think he grabbed the pie on the way out. But regardless, is uh, it really makes it feel like just a regular Tuesday because the guy's eating pie a, at a
2: house burning. So. Well, let me ask you this. What if the sick is spread by pie? Isn't that a danger? Could be a pie based.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat something that was just found at a place that is contaminated, but that made guy, by
2: Made by Big Doug. The yeah. Sick, man. The pinky might have been in the pie. It's Pinky Pie. Oh, like a real Jack Horner type oh, what, situation.
3: T- what's your secret? Oh, I used a little bit of extra yeah, pinky I saw, sauce. I stirred it. I
2: stirred it stir, all you with stir. my pinky. <laughs> Martha Stewart recommends you stir, stir things with your sick uh, pinky. Yeah. Oh.
3: What did you think about them th- singing Old Leg Side?
2: Oh, that was weird, very uh, weird. And well, the, what do you
3: guys, if, when you when you find out your friend and then you got bombed their uh, place, to what, what do you sing? Old Lang Syne. Um, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, then I don't know Every why you're time. shocked to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I guess that's true.
0: No, it's a New Year's song. It's weird to sing All egg Side not on New Year's. That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, but I think the point is Survivor's Day has sort of become the real New Year's. I thought it was interesting the suspicious woman who's like looking at sing. Yeah, and then man, she, just she starts she singing.
3: lean, huh? She does that lean in. Did Woo. she – this is a terrible thing to say. I can't even believe I'm
0: saying this out loud. Did she look to you – She to me, she looked exactly like – Arnold Schwarzenegger's costume from Total Recall. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you saying? You know, when he goes to bars and no. she's oh, like, We Two
3: know
2: I know what you're talking about. Two weeks. No, that is not who she is. You think that those, her first role in Hollywood was that? And this is her second role. Yes. <laughs> second role. She Maybe. got
0: blacklisted after that because they're like, No, your face comes apart and you turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, thanks.
2: Uh, yeah, we already have an Arnold Schwarzenegger lady. Um, I do think uh, so. Was she just looking at Sing to be like, you start, you start the song. Sing your name, Sing, you sing. And then he's like, uh, uh, and she's like, okay, I'll do it. Well, yeah, I don't know.
3: No, she's definitely all up in them. <laughs> she's when, looking. Yeah, she's looking at pinkies. And, which, uh, well, she's checking and for she pinkies, but even in the she's party. Hiding her pinkies. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. I don't know. She's definitely, like, she's the neighborhood watch lady. I she's would be Snoopy so one.
3: more obvious. I would be checking everybody's pinky no matter where I was. I mean, you can't be fucking around like that.
2: Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, that, you you got to be, I feel like, Pete, you're going to be a pinky watcher from here on out. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so that was great. Uh, good storyline, very dark, very disturbing. I also like just the world building here because this feels like a very different viral apocalypse community that we've necessarily seen on tv or in movies before so i thought that was kind of neat there's just little variations there uh let's jump over to the meat of the episode which is gus and Jeopard as they continue their relationship as expected Jeopard is having a hard time letting go of gus as they bond here uh it gets sweet it's very nice um but the thing that gives some well- great advice what is that about caramel apples or something? What's going on? No, he no, did, where he do was like, weird.
3: no, he says, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to, kid. I mean, that was some, that was some deep shit.
2: Yeah,
0: I really like the relationship here. I think it's playing out really nicely. I love the fact that Jeopardy is the one who messes up this episode. That even though yeah. Gus goes outside, selfish, yeah, exactly, because he's looking out for his candy, his adult candy. Yeah, yeah, we're instead all of chasing Legas.
3: that, you know, sweetness. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. let's too. talk through the storyline. What were some moments that jumped out to you?
2: Uh I really liked um your pubba was a weird dude, um, and the uh, the weird deer shit stuff, like Pete was saying, all the advice. Um the we get to see Jeopard's home, uh, quote unquote, his bus home. No, that's uh, his
3: stash house, man. Don't judge his well, house. Gus like said that. it's his
2: home. And I feel yeah, like because, it sort of
3: is. So, No, Jepperd said This is my stash house, this is where I you know, hide Things, and it's smart, you
2: know You think he's got another home? I another, think he's like a got a couple
3: places That, like, just outside of places If he's smart and travels around Where he keeps things
2: How many stash houses do you have, Pete? That's not Yeah, that's cakes. not up for a discussion
0: <laughs> What did he say about Halloween? It's when we make pancakes
2: And what was the second thing? Uh, I get to have pancakes, how I like them, and we shoot things with a slingshot. Ah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I'm going to start which doing that. It seems like every day. Yeah. Yes. Make your own holidays. Get yeah, weird. exactly. Um, what did you think about that? There was a lot of talk about, a lot of hype about caramel apples, um, yeah. which I think is very um, apropos since we are going to talk about caramel shortly. Um, Jeopard hypes up this caramel better than syrup. And then he gets mad at Gus when he goes ham on the
0: apples. He, he goes ham on the free samples. Yeah, which is you rude. can't go ham they're on free samples. Free samples.
2: Yeah, they're out oh, there.
3: Yeah, sure, they're out there, but you can't just attack the free samples in front. You got to get one, walk away, come back, get another free sample. <laughs> Why'd you get so quiet? Are you saying when you Do said you, that? you wait until the shift changes? Oh, yeah, you always got to do that. Come out.
2: What are you Some sampling, Pete? What are you free sampling?
3: Hey man, it's it's been a long time since I've been to those like stores where they hand away uh, free stuff. You know what I mean? So
2: you gotta you gotta really take
3: advantage when you're
0: you at trying place to
2: get it. a tiny you trying to get a tiny cheese. Oh man, there's nothing like a
0: tiny cheese. The caramel apples—do they have slivered almonds on them? Was that what was going on? Because that's kind of weird uh, of too. Of
2: course, Alex is getting in on the very the hyper candy thing. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yes, and I think that's sort of normal, honestly. Caramel apples are. It's like a job. Like those are so difficult to eat. It's a punishment candy. <laughs> What's better, caramel apples or candy apples? Um they're the, basically the same thing. It's just no. less hard. Less yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. caramel so, apples,
0: candy apples totally different. Candy apples are like you bite into them and it's like, oh now I have a mouthful of sweet glass. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's like eating um uh pecan, what is it? Uh that you smash with a hammer. To eat. Oh, yeah, the like
3: brittle stuff?
2: Brittle, gotta, like, peanut yeah. brittle, yeah.
0: Yeah, I do like peanut brittle. But I think the problem also that I have with both caramel apples and candy apples is they've always been sitting outside at a fair for a while. So you got the like this mushy, warm yeah, apple and then on the a, inside. and an
3: apple on the inside, which isn't that great of a reward.
0: No, but abundance. like a
3: nice, crisp, cold apple, that's good.
0: Yeah, but you talking about cold? this? Is, no, thanks.
2: This is candy that was invented hundreds of years ago. Of course, it's old. It's like Amish candy. Like it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a work to get to it. It's not going to be great. Yeah. It's time for your penitence. Eat a caramel well, apple. I mean, the thing was, apple was like a treat back then. And now apple's like, what you do so you don't go to the dentist? And in my case, I have to eat a lot of them because my teeth are falling out.
0: Uh, I may see some sort of correlation there, but I'll keep working on it.
2: Well, we don't brush our teeth. We just pull an apple off the apple tree out of the front yard. Yeah. I I
0: got initially annoyed that we went to the... Gus is told to stay there and then leaves anyway. Well, which is a very, you know, it's a trope that we see in absolutely everything. So I guess it's a trope, and it's fine. But I like how it played out. I like. Have that you it ever tried out.
3: to get a kid to stay someplace though, you know, and then leave them?
2: No, it never. Doesn't go well. I've never had to say to my children, "Don't please don't move for one second. <laughs> they just always know what I want. And, uh, Him seeing the other kids,
0: though, I think was nice. I like this oh, thread so that they through here. Very dangerous, but it's something that they're playing on, the fact that he has lived alone in his entire life and without explicitly stating... I want to play with other kids. He is constantly drawn to that. And here he gets to see what the world thinks of animal children, which he wasn't aware of. Uh, And then meeting these other animal worshippers or whatever they are is very interesting. I I also just like the fact that, like, he didn't immediately get kidnapped by that girl, but Jeopard grabbed him right back. I thought... The whole thing, it played into tropes, but it played them again, as we've been talking about all along the show, to the top of its intelligence.
3: Also, I loved how uh, Jepperd greased the wheel a little bit, handing him uh, two sealed uh, AA batteries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Here, here you go, man. Here's a little Double, Sony I, Sony I mean, those Sony. are perfect in the, the VCR remote, you know? Oh, yeah. Get yeah. that going. And you never have enough. Tommy you boy. always
0: have like one left, you know? Yeah. And, and forty-five AAA's. Like, you, you have so many two, A's, oh, not so enough. So many AAA's.
2: You're like, we bought those for that one fan <laughs> remote control once. And what are we even doing with all these? <laughs> and do you ever mix batteries where you get like one one brand and the other? And you're like, this what's this oh, brand? Yeah. It's like not even a real brand. Where did I get this? And then you put them in there together, and you know these batteries aren't going to get along in the remote. Nope. it's going to die first.
0: 100%. What is this, Electro Friends?
2: yeah what is this electro friends the show that i've been pitching where it's robots instead of phoebe ross (laughs) electro (laughs) friends yeah i know we were on a break Exactly. (laughs) we were on a sleep period (laughs) eventually we're not going to get a friends reunion every year because these actors are getting older we need to replace Mm -hmm. them with robots absolutely friends electro friends
3: great pitch great pitch it, it does kind of remind me, though, of when Jepperd is uh, get, getting his tickets. I get real nervous when I go to buy tickets, and then the ticket person looks me up and down for like things on my person that they want. That's always the tough part, and I'm glad that you they did that. always
0: immediately have them your shoelaces without
3: even yeah. asking, right? Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. I can't stand the stare down. It's too much.
2: And you're like, yeah, do you want my Punisher shirt? And he, the guy's like, I've you've given me hundreds of Punisher shirts, sir. I don't need any more of those.
0: I also like the little detail I, I mean, I think we could probably talk about Abbott now There's this note before we get to the end of the episode Where Jeopardy is trying to find his pills Talks to a lady Says that there aren't any left And she says, welcome to Abbott's America By the end, we meet Abbott Who looks like he stepped straight out of the comic book Yeah, yeah. In well just crazy beard, red glasses Very disturbing, very upsetting figure uh, Big excited. John
2: Malkovich energy um, in Yeah, a good yes. yeah
0: Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him going forward, because obviously he is a huge character throughout the season. Um, I also really like the shot walking up to Abbott, talking about non-CGI stuff. I mean, there was a little bit of camera fakery there with the truck, but just following the back of the soldier walking up to him, I thought was very neat and very well done. Yeah, I agree. Any other moments that you guys want to call out from the episode before we move on?
2: Uh really like the way they broke down the whistle, how the train whistles work yeah. um, for d- future dramatic effect um, that they use almost immediately. That was fun. I <laughs> bet that the ticket's non-refundable, let's be honest. That's lost. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 He's not going to get those laces back. Um, so that's a bummer. Uh, and act human. Uh, I get it, Gus. He I get it.
3: Yeah, when Gus, uh, you know, gets busted and he's like, I'm a human boy. Uh, that was just hysterical. I can talk. Yeah, I can um, talk. I'm a human boy. Also, you, all
0: of his fake identities were great. Just trying to immediately go yeah. into a character and Jeopard shutting him down was very funny.
2: Very funny. Um, Gus is really coming into his own. He's not just this shy kid who's like scared of the world. He's like a funny, weird kid who's audacious in a lot of the way that he thinks and acts uh so i really appreciate that we didn't talk about the vision he had in um mm-hmm. in jeopard's bus home a vision of snow uh is that something why did he have that is that a vision now, an actual vision that
3: that happens to you right if you like uh you know sometimes you have vision when a storm's coming you can you can get that because that's like a country bumpkin thing
2: yeah i feel it in my knees yeah, your knees act up. That's right. That's how I you know Big I star, say storm-a-brewin' is what yep. I say.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's able to tell that winter is coming. So that's nice. This yep, winter is, is coming.
0: Uh, this is something that I think, I mean, without getting too much into spoilers for the comic book necessarily, but something that we've seen in the show is that there are these – potentially not mystical, but magical realism elements that sneak their way in. We saw that with the stag in the last episode. We see it with the dream of snow. So, yeah, the question is, are these visions, are these things that are heading, uh thrusting Gus forward towards his destiny? I think the answer is yes. I mean, I, we don't know exactly what it is or how it's going to play out in terms of the show yet, but certainly these are things that are pushing him in a certain direction, um, but uh, I like that. I like that element in the middle of sci-fi to get back to that fairy tale nature of, no, there's a little bit of magic in this world at the same time.
3: Yeah, speaking of magic, we should talk about the human puppet people. Um, now, I've played video what? games before... Uh, do you guys go like immediately from like killing video games to then just, you know, like hand- killing people in the same way in real life? Like the way that they went from like video game to like a security breach alarm, walk out and just start like. Uh, I-, I was really uh, impressed by how intense these puppet people are.
2: Um, I so, puppet people. Because they're <laughs> but dressed I think like
3: Jim Henson, like kind of like closet puppets that didn't quite make it to the show.
2: Mm, like uh, nightmare like sort of pop- JV, say, JV Muppets. This yeah, is yeah. another thing that I probably
0: shouldn't say out loud, but when uh-huh. I used to play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas a ton, like all day sometimes, it got to the point where I'd be wandering outside and be like, oh, I could steal that car. <laughs> yeah, And you just sort of get in this mode in your brain of like, I'm doing this all the time virtually anyway. That's what you do with cars. You walk over to them, open up the door, start driving them away. 90s hip-hop starts playing, yeah. California love, then you uh, ram it into some stuff. And that's when you know when it's time to stop playing. But I do think these people have taken it too far.
2: It was hard to podcast when you were in jail, but honestly, it made for more interesting <laughs> episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, my example of that is playing Dr. Mario, one of my favorite games, but I played that so much that I would close my eyes and see pills dropping from through my vision.
3: Yeah, you know, we we've all played video games for too long before, but I'm just that didn't bother you guys that went right from that to that. Like we've already I, explained that I played Grand Theft Auto oh, and started stealing cars. Yeah, Justin I was here played Doctor Mario was, and
0: opened up a small medical practice. <laughs> is in his hometown. Yeah.
3: Yep. Okay, not weird. Just me. Got After it. Doctor
2: Feel Good. They called me. <laughs> Pete, what did you? What's your experience with video game to real life?
3: Um, you know it's a lot of. Me trying to jump like Contra, like do that spin move in the air, and it just didn't, it never quite worked, you know? So, did you
2: ever, when you wake up and shout the Konami code, do you get uh, 30 lives?
3: I've tried it every morning and it never
2: works. Up, up, down, down, down. I've even tried to act it out, not
3: scream it. You know, there's a lot of different things. Act
2: it out. Wow. How do you act B?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You got to punch the person next to you, whoever you're like, you know, yeah. Yeah, How's your girlfriend, by the way? <laughs> Great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no problem. All
0: right. Why don't we move on with the next section of our show where we review a piece of candy. On this episode, we are going to be reviewing Twix. We're going to be talking so, about Twix. Uh, so I went by the gas station near me. Oh, and my God. You got it. it. No you way. got it. You no, got it. How do you not buy Twix? I, they did it have regular Twix again. So I, I picked I, up uh, cookies and cream oh. Twix. That is a completely
2: different thing. <laughs> I That's know. It's a different candy
0: they did, We were lot. doing Twix, but they didn't have regular Twix, so I got cookies and cream oh. Twix. I'm sorry.
2: Are you going to the gas station in, like, Back to the Future, where yeah, it's, exactly. like, a, a different time period, and it's like, this is laser candy. So the weird
0: thing is, sometimes I walk by it, and it's just not there. And then other times I walk by it, and there's
3: an old man who's like, oh, want
0: to come inside and have some <laughs> <this>
3: candy. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And it gives you weird discontinued yeah. kinds of candy. All right, why don't we try yeah. these? I realize I've got two left twigs, by the way. I uh, only eat left twigs. Huh.
2: Oh, wow. These
0: don't specify which is which. That's the cookies and cream way.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, here we the go. left-right paradigm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Let me just say, I haven't eaten a single bit of food today except for this candy bar. <laughs> so that's a good idea.
3: That's probably
0: yep. not a good idea, man. It's pretty good. This is, I mean, it's still got the chocolate cookie, but there's like cookies and cream, cream on the top, and it tastes kind of like an Oreo,
2: which I like. Here's the thing: it's not a chocolate cookie in um, in Twix. It's just oh, it's a cookie not. No, it's a little. No, it's like a, little, oh, uh, it's like a vanilla know, cookie. Vanilla okay. cookie.
0: You're also missing the caramel, which I feel like is essential to the Twix. Yeah. So again, this is sort yeah. of it's different. better there, than like, It's
3: nothing like a Twix while you're having. Yeah. It, this actually. Uh, Tastes very
0: English. It tastes very like UK sort of Cadbury mm. type cookies.
2: Yuck. Yucky. <laughs> Yuck. And great. I know we're viewing no. Twix, but I'm actually eating a um, filet mignon steak. And I'll <laughs> give you like very good. The cookie center is excellent.
3: So to get this back on the Twix track, like having the little cookie underneath the soft caramel and then a leg coating of chocolate. Fucking brilliant. Just fantastic. <laughs> and you get two of them.
2: It's great. You feel great. I mean... I will say there's definitely something to the fact that you get two of them. Because most candy bars, you start at one end, chomp your way to the other end. No.
3: This... I and mean, then you come to you, and it's gone. But the, I mean, the ultimate
2: of expression of this is a Kit Kat, which you have... Um, four? Air four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but Kit this,
3: Kat's completely different. That's a waffle inside. Like... What? Well, what Justin is
0: saying, though, is that you get four of them. I do think, though, that Kit Kat, because it comes attached, it's a different sort of experience. Like you're saying, with Twix, it's like, oh, I ate my candy bar. Oh, there's another one in here.
2: Did they
3: mess up?
0: (laughs) No, they didn't. And
2: that's what I always say. These guys messed up again.
3: Also, you can (laughs) freeze them, and they're great, too. Put Twix in the freezer. Yeah.
2: Caramel All candy. That's actually true of anything. Sure. Freeze yeah, but some, <laughs> some freezer
3: anything. candy stuff is not as good as others. Like what? Name one bad candy bar in the freezer. Twizzlers. That's
2: not a candy bar. Okay. are not like meant a, for consumption. Uh, uh,
3: a payday or something that's like all, you know, like th- it's not, why are you freezing that? Like a Charleston Chew is great for the freezer. Uh, peanut butter cups are great for the freezer.
2: Mm. It's um, so great in the freezer, yeah, yeah, it's essential but, really.
3: But the, if it's got too many peanuts, um, like uh Baby Ruth, it's not as good as. Well, no, sometimes mm-hmm. Baby Ruth is good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I like a Twix. The caramel makes mm-hmm. it, and maybe yeah. I'm a caramel head because uh, I'll give you the the power. My power rankings for all the candy bars we've had: well, Snickers, Snickers nope. top, King King nope. Candy. Nope. I dare you to. I dare you any candy to unseat. Snickers,
3: Twice just did. We just ate it.
2: No, Snickers, then nope. Twix, and then no. way, way further below, um, Milky Way. Or what oh we my have? God! What is three Musketeers? Three Musketeers. Way, way. Uh, I, I think.
0: L- I think. Let's save official rankings until we get to the end of the first season. I think that's awful. What you? I will mention. I think. Not that this is too much yeah, of a surprise, but the cookies and cream Twix. I think if you're going to do that, just get an Oreo. You know, get a, get a real Twix Don't go to the gas station on the corner That Alex. disappears
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's your advice for everything Just get an Noria Absolutely. If you'd like to support our show,
0: patreon.com slash comic book club. Also we do a live show every Tuesday night at seven p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Sweet Tooth, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to this podcast podcast at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com Live.com for this podcast and more. Until next time, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman.
2: Oh wow. Oh wow, this TV's talking to me. Who are these people?